0: presents Dia de los Dangerous. This is Gary Butterfield.
1: This is Cole Ross.
0: And you're listening to Orb, episode three, Dia de los Dangerous. Episode one of season one of the Venture Brothers. Can we
1: do accents? (laughs) Is this racist?
0: (laughs) How much fire are we playing with at the moment? My... My instinct is no, <laughs> but my instincts have been wrong. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we're getting into it. And boy, what a 180. Uh-huh. Like, I forgot how good this show gets so quick. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the first season of the show is the weakest season of the show. Yep. That says way more about the other seasons than it does this this Mm -hmm. season uh this feels like the venture brothers and there are a billion good jokes in this episode
1: so many good jokes visual jokes funny like Mm -hmm. sound gags that happen (laughs) yep yeah just sound jokes, jokes they achieve a density here that is very familiar um, and it makes me almost like suggest to people like when you go and watch this uh, show on streaming, you know, maybe skip the pilot a little bit because yeah. the, I, like, the pilot was the first episode that I ever saw and it gave me a bad impression of the first season, which actually has some bangers in it, uh, including this one.
0: Yeah, absolute bangers, and some kind of average stuff that we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, thanks everybody for listening so -hmm. far. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody who has subscribed, everybody who has rated and reviewed, Mm -hmm. and the like. Uh, Keep those coming. Please do. Uh, Please. Yeah.
1: Um, So, before
0: we get in and talk
1: about this first episode, this is the first episode of Season 1, and there are some uh, production details that are revealed in the the, uh, Go Team Venture art book. Uh, unfortunately there is no uh dvd commentary for this one uh i wish that i uh knew how to read the included slip in the dvd box set that i had that didn't showed which uh which episodes had that and which didn't so i was not poking around the menu
0: trying to find it <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah it's not hidden or anything no um you know so as we mentioned uh last episode green uh, adult swim uh they did the pilot adult swim green lit it Mm-hmm. Um, they said yes, go. Um and they had a really quick turnaround for season one where they yes. had to make this. Um Public originally intended to bring on his kind of writing mentor to help with mm-hmm. this, other people he'd worked with on the tick. Um but the mentor uh in in which I think is Bed Edlund, yes, uh, yes, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. had no real ideas what to do with these characters right. as they were laid out. Hmm,
1: and like it was kind of like revealed through the discussions that public and this guy Edlind, um, had kind of a different a different understanding or approach to like how something like this should be developed or uh, carried mm-hmm. forward you know like uh to just you know public had a more character focused approach and so did doc hammer who was kind of overhearing these conversations as the, uh, as the series was going from pilot to, you know, actual series, he overheard this and just kind of insinuated himself in and said, Hey, if you need help, I'll be here. We can work on this. Um, and it's mm-hmm. good because they, you know, they, 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 they had the right idea that, uh, you know, plot doesn't necessarily matter if you get your story, if you get your characters in line.
0: Um, you know each episode of the season needed to be cheaper to produce than the pilot. The pilot was where the money went. Uh, these need to be cheaper. Uh, they had an animation studio uh, that they used Noodle Soup, mm-hmm. who basically said after everything after storyboarding uh, need to happen in Korea. Yes. Um, so they do uh, so the layout and animation actually had to happen there. Um, and public actually enjoyed this. You know, mm-hmm. it stopped him from micromanaging. It saved some kind of effort. Uh, they did, and they did a good job. Like the the cartoon, eventually looks better, but it still looks good. There, mm-hmm. basically.
1: Yeah. Um, leaps and bounds better than the pilot. Um, even yes. at this early date. Yeah. Um, and that is true. Like sending stuff away, <laughs> sending stuff away, mm-hmm. uh, is a real, uh, is a real leap of faith, especially at the layout stage, which like in animation basically has you doing all like all the backgrounds and setting up the key poses, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is a huge, um, I'll say it again, leap of faith to send stuff away. And it's great that it came back the way that it did. Um, yeah. one thing that, uh, uh, you know, had to be worked out was the fact that Doc Hammer had never written a television script before. He was a painter. He was uh, a musician, but you know, like he had to learn how to format a script by looking at other people's work. Um, and like, it was real humbling for him to like send away and then get, you know, send a script away and then get it back and realize, oh, what I thought was the snappy joke actually takes for fucking ever to get across. Like. Yeah, yeah, he had, <laughs>
0: kind of had to learn. You know, he would like people would be talking for a paragraph, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he would learn. But he also it came to it pretty naturally as well. Um, you know, it wasn't a thing where it was this huge growing pain. He just had to learn, yeah, um, what a script looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's really fascinating, you know, they trusted each other. They both just worked on scripts. Uh, you know, this is a public script. The next episode we're talking about careers in science mm-hmm. is a Doc Hammer script. The yeah. first two that they wrote, Doc Hammer finished his first, mm-hmm. uh, and but they they flow together pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, it does not feel uh, to me whatsoever like you know, oh, this is a rank amateur versus a professional. Mm-hmm
1: yeah like just the, the like their collaboration kind of was just in their conversations about like oh like roughly what ideas do we have about this and they would mm-hmm. say like oh i have this new character here you go <laughs> cool take it yeah yeah just real yeah. just a real would, natural effortless collaboration it's what they make it sound like
0: yeah they would take notes on uh on their stuff so be like oh like doc lost a kidney yes and like i can use that in the future mm-hmm. you know and they do Uh, You know, there's so many things. There are a lot of seeds planted in this very first episode that pay off years and years and years down the road. So, you know, one of the jokes in this is that Doc is already missing a kidney. Uh, We find out Mm -hmm. what happened to that kidney uh, down the road. And I just, you know, that's the the special magic of this show. Yes. Um, Noodle Soup didn't have a budget to do a title sequence for this, so Doc Hammer... Uh, made the thing on a composite uh, at the astrobase base. Yes. He's like doing that stuff. The title sequence of this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my faves.
1: Yep. And became, and, you know, kind of the source for all of the branding. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, absolutely iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, there's no commentary. So there's not a whole lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. Um, this is also a little less reference heavy. Yes. Then uh, some of the things, there are a couple of things, uh, references that are explicit. A couple of things I also kind of feel like I spotted mm-hmm. uh, that are possible but it's a little bit more straightforward than some of the later episodes will be and there's not quite as much like oh that guy in the background is this <laughs> um there's a little bit of that but there's not quite as much yes
1: yeah we're not getting uh you know we're not getting a glimpse of somebody who will be a main character or a relative of a main character seven seasons later
0: <laughs> yes yeah. uh speed does show up again but uh for a one off yes so yeah um yeah uh let's get into it
1: hmm We do our cold open. We uh, uh, jump into the story at a moment of high tension. Brock is playing strip poker with this uh, cartel boss. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we can tell that this is happening in Mexico because the people who are looking on at this high stakes one-on-one game of poker, they're dressed up like luchadors. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's at a, a typical lutador poker party. Yeah, uh, and the you know the music, obviously. You mm-hmm. know this is you know we, I, I joked at the beginning of this episode like, is this racist? Can we do accents? This is genre stuff. Yeah. I think like this this is making fun of a specific kind of genre mm-hmm. of like the dangers of Tijuana,
1: right? Right. You know, uh,
0: as a thing, like I feel like this is touching base with things that had touched based with that before. Not mm-hmm. that, that necessarily, again, if this if this hurts you as a depiction yeah. of a town you care about, uh, then this doesn't take that away. But I feel like this personally crosses my good intention list. Yeah. Um, the guy who he's uh, playing poker with has a vendetta, uh, because he's, you know, he gave him this scar, uh they both lay down, you know, uh Brock has uh, a full house and he lays down a big handful of nonsense, a crazy <laughs> handful of nothing, as they would say in uh Breaking Bad. Um, and says, you know, this is a royal flush by Tijuana rules. <laughs> yep. Because in Tijuana I make the rules. Yeah. Uh and then they reveal that they're playing strip poker. <laughs> yep. Uh which is incredibly good. Yep. <laughs> But, like, Rock stands up, and you know, he's going to take
1: off his underwear, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he drops it. Everybody's at first unimpressed, but then something happens. Stuff uh, st- stuff shuffles and falls, and then everybody's impressed. One guy even goes so far as to clap.
0: I love um, that guy so much. I, it's like I, I <laughs> was wrestling with that joke. I'm like, is this like a gay panic joke? No, it's, it's, it's a machismo so thing. Si- it's, yeah. yeah it's sexless it's yeah. just it's just that he's such a commanding hog yeah. that you can't help but notice like one of my friends in high school used to have a joke about uh a guy so manly that after he came out of the bathroom you'd clap and, and and this this like you get an ovation that's what this reminds me of yeah and then the the the, the, the cartel guy looking at i'm like don't clap uh, yeah. like, i love that so much oh uh, like it's um, been a problem before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh just just incredibly good. Uh yeah. so we get our first uh Brock fight scene. Mm-hmm. Uh here as he uh nude mm-hmm. uh takes out th- all these uh these luchadores and uh this cartel guy.
1: Mm-hmm. His opening move is to spit his lit cigarette into the into the uh cartel boss's good eye. Uh Brock mm-hmm. has a thing for fighting nude and this is before Eastern Promises.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, eventually after uh taking out these guys, uh the cartel guy Calls the fight off and says, Fine, fine, I'll give you the part free of charge. Uh, it's a part for his Dodge Charger. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's leaving, one of the luchadores says, uh, Please take me with you. And I guess, No, nah, you're good. <laughs> and and thro- throws a throws a shirt at him. Uh, and as you did in the notes, it's a reference to the uh, old Coke commercial with Mean Joe Green.
1: I love that. I love that extremely yeah. dated reference. That like, yeah. I mean, I recognize that right away. I was not alive when that was when mm-hmm. that was a thing. Like yeah. <laughs> when, when that was on the air. Why do I know that
0: commercial? Cause, because because of the
1: things parody it. But
0: exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Simpsons. You know, that Like other things have parodied that uh, that yes. commercial. Yeah. Um but the idea of uh recontextualizing that to be after a naked fight mm-hmm. uh is is very fun it's It's also specifically the guy who clapped, yes, who asked to go with yeah. Um, so we get our intro break Mm -hmm. uh, and we start with uh, this is the first part of my notes where i'm like is this racist um (laughs) where dr venture is giving a speech at the community university of mexico at tijuana school of (laughs) continuing education
1: what i love about this is like this feels designed not so much to like say something say anything about like what you know about this school but like it is something that dr venture specifically would be disappointed in himself for doing um -hmm. and also like the reveal you know where it's is like okay, University of of Mexico pulls out a little bit at Tijuana Community University, and then School of Continuing yeah. Education. The fact that it yeah. starts out at something that seems you know like yeah pretty, pretty prestigious, and then eventually goes down to like oh like yeah this is not this is not where like a super scientist would be would be doing his stuff. But also like Rusty is phoning it in like he's talking to these to this group of you know to this group of people talking you know, about how the scientific method rules out the existence of the chupacabra, <laughs> the
0: chupacabra, and like the, proof, a, you the put proof put a gun that that to my he, head and said you know hey do a ted talk now fatty. Uh, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> But like the proof that he has written on the um on the chocolate it's board. so good no way <laughs> no way super Indeed. impossible yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, uh, and then um, i uh, yeah, love the lines that so he good. has now if you apply the same thing to catholicism an interesting thing occurs again to and this the, group on, of like probably highly yeah.
0: catholic mexican students <laughs> And on the on the board, there's a little church with a tiny little pope floating above it. Uh-huh. Like the drawing is really good. The the background uh, thing. Um, the dean uh, comes in here uh, and says, you know, somebody's uh, asked him. It's translate, You know, like how do, how to say this in Spanish or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he points out like they're in the wrong classroom. Uh, they're they're actually not in the uh, the English as a second language. Yeah, class. Yeah. <laughs> uh and the you know the, the dean is very nice to it you know it's just like oh you know sorry there wasn't a, a better turnout uh it is de dila, dila mortis uh <laughs> you know so the students are not engaged
1: yes yeah um and of course oh. uh rusty with all of his uh, uh cultural sensitivity says, oh all right that crazy dead people christmas you guys celebrate
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's the day um <laughs> you know they, they uh he heads out um you know (laughs) just walks up to brown goes senior samson hola and he just i'll be back in a bit Uh, walks away um dr venture got paid at this point Mm -hmm. um he's like "Ooh, very generous you know oh these are pesos all these zeros are meaningless uh he got paid the equivalent of 426 dollars yeah uh roughly which makes a lot of sense as like an adjunct
1: right right a talk that's a that's a pre, that's a pretty good fee for a you know a, an hour-long lecture session probably. Yeah.
0: But they, probably they flew down to mexico for it right probably but it, it, yeah, pay it's, for it's, all the fuel in the X one <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah
0: but brock is now brock uh-huh like everyone is everyone now yes uh you know when the, when they show up like you know the kids walk up to him at this point mm-hmm. you know and hank's like this place is tits <laughs> you know and i was like oh like in my notes i'm like dean is dean you know hank is hank mm-hmm you know,
1: yeah, like like Hank is going to fire off with something like awkward like that, you know, and, and Dean mm-hmm. later on, like, I mean, Dean's establishing a moment here is, you know, because because uh, Dr. Venture gives them money and he's like, oh, we should we should do something nice. You know, it's like, oh, let's let, let's use this selflessly. And of course, Hank calls mm-hmm. him a nerd for that.
0: I, I love that uh doc ventures like don't you kids have some place to be yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, just They look at him. <laughs> yeah you know? i also really love like we got you know divvy this we got these rad mexican hats sombreros <laughs> <laughs> uh the dean correcting tone is one of my favorite things oh, it's so good in this show
1: yeah i just it, you can't you can't imitate it without like put holding your index finger up
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, you know, so they run off with some money, uh, and a monarch butterfly lands on Doctor Venture's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see that it has a little camera on it. It's yeah. a little Robot.
1: It's also huger. Um, it's bigger than a monarch butterfly would be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he he tries to explain. You know, the the uh, dean tries to explain uh, this. We cut over though to the monarch watching through the camera. Yes. Uh, he says the migrate. The butterflies migrate to mate here every year.
1: Right. Uh, this is a remote control drone. Um, the monarch is in his cocoon. Uh, his, he's got the right outfit now, which is good. Yeah. Uh, and we have Doc hammer, uh, voicing Dr. Girlfriend, which is good Mm -hmm. because she, it's more than a cameo appearance at this point. Uh, -hmm. but you know, he's in the command room with Dr. Girlfriend and the the henchman. He thinks that Dr. Venture followed them, uh, down here to Mexico. It's just a coincidence that they are here, uh, together.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Since this is the first real appearance of Dr. Girlfriend, uh, we kind of learned from the book, the original idea for Dr. Girlfriend was that she was a professional number two. Mm -hmm. Um, She would kind of float from villain to villain, uh, and it would always fall in love with whoever, you will become involved with whoever she was working for. Um, And they originally were going to have more of a villain of the week structure. Um, There's a lot of stuff in the book where they talk about, like, how we don't know, just have the monarch do it. Like, in Mm -hmm. their notes, they'd be like, a villain does this. (laughs) And they just kind of kept going back to the monarch because the monarch was fun. Yes. Um, and that's kind of how this dynamic and all the lore around that started.
1: I like how they settled on Dr. Girlfriend's past. Like she, Mm -hmm. you know, she's part of the guild and she has been a second in command for, you know, several other people and, you know, and even was her own, you know, supervillain for a little while. Um, Mm -hmm. but having her actually be somebody who is in love with the monarch is a, is a good choice. Yes. For the show, not for her.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know that's true, and I mean, even though it could be argued, yeah, like as we go further, like you know. um, so uh, the monarch is saying, like, "Oh, venture followed us here. Who leaked? You mm-hmm. know, who, uh, who told? Um, you know, I just want to know. You won't be hurt." Uh, <laughs> one of the henchmen, one of them coughs, and he kills him um, there, and then um, the monarch calls up Speedy, uh, <laughs> who is our proto henchman twenty-one. Yes, uh, here uh, he's got uh, an acne-clad. <laughs> Uh, guy who has does not have his wings yet, which is this weird little concept that goes away mm-hmm. pretty quick. Uh, even though I love the the episode where they they figure out the wings can fly, uh, that's <laughs> one of the favorite moments in the show. Yeah, <laughs> like...
1: yeah. So uh, you 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 know right away that the named henchman is going to get a tragic death. You know, mm-hmm. that's just like one of the genre awareness things that they uh, that they that they play with. But, you know, they're going to send him out. You know, this may be the mission where he where he uh, earns his wings. He's going to get three or four dudes to go with, uh, mm-hmm. and, and though he does not get his wings yet. You can drive the
0: monarch mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I like that. <laughs> Um we cut back to you know, doc is giving the kids some money to leave him alone, uh while he goes to a pharmacy to get his uh his diet pills. Uh and I, I love this scene with the doctor so much. Uh uh-huh. Like he's like, uh, you know, I cannot do that. <laughs> you, you, these are all at cross purposes, you have none of these conditions. Mm-hmm. Like I have can I have tribolar, tripolar, tripolar disorder and he's like know, oh, even for me a tijuana doctor if this i were is... to do this i might lose my my license to prescribe to practice mexican medicine and then they play the little flamingo guitar he says it it's, it's really just good. senseless yeah uh um, but,
1: but it's like you know dr venture had said to the boys oh i need to go talk to one of my colleagues
0: um, yeah and the, and the top to... man in his field and it's like this blood-stained dr nick ass yeah uh,
1: yeah who was principled enough to turn down a ten dollar bribe but not principled enough to turn down uh let's say uh a a prescription for president ben franklin
0: Yeah, a hundred dollar bribe yes um when dean says they should use the money on something non-selfish they're like look at old helper he's looking pretty beat up huh wouldn't it be nice to do something nice you know for him like he's always been there for us being well super helpful yeah um and what they decide to do is they look, he points at a, like a, a, a like a chop shop. Yeah. Like a uh, auto detailing place. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is the case, but what happens with helper here feels like a reference to me to Short Circuit 2. Oh.
1: <laughs> is that, uh, does that, I, I've never seen Short Circuit 2. Does Johnny Five get, um, for lack of a better word, pimped?
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, he joins a gang called Los Locos. Ooh. And they, uh you know those like kid things that get stuck in your brain forever yeah uh <laughs> the gang the gang pimp him and then he uh comes back and gets revenge and like saves the the main guy by by kicking ass and he does the lock lo- los locos uh battle cry which is uh los locos kick your ass lock lo- los locos kick your face like los locos kick your balls into outer space
1: okay but it's
0: a johnny five voice <laughs> <laughs> uh and the, I was just like, oh is this like that that's what this made me think of and I have no idea if it, if that is also in Jackson Public's child it, subconscious or not
1: it feels like it would be in the wheelhouse.
0: Oh, absolutely yeah like i mean there's a good reason not to reference short circuit uh, <laughs> given that it features like indian face like yeah. it is an exceedingly racist movie yeah. that i watched as a kid because you know my parents didn't have the vocabulary to understand or care right right uh, that that was an incredibly racist thing to do
1: right right to 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 to, to do yellow face like that yeah not a not the best <laughs> no. but i would believe it i would believe that this is uh that this is a a, a, a point at that even if mm-hmm. even if it is on its own still a fun you know a, a fun visual gag because like yeah. i mean you know when, when we get the reveal of helper in all of his like just completely flossed out glory
0: mm-hmm. it's so it. good
1: it just it rides that yeah. line between cool and tacky he's just covered in flames
0: <laughs> well we don't know why uh, we don't know helper yet either well yeah you no. know Um, oh yeah and he's like when when dean is saying like isn't he isn't he kind of beat up hasn't he always been helpful and it's like like his like sad beeps that he's making are so good like this is a great helper episode Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's so weird that the first episode of this is such a good helper episode specifically Mm -hmm. uh some of the best like comic timing yeah. comes from helper in this.
1: Yeah. Helper's yeah. uh helper's voice that is um that is Jackson Public doing um like a robot impression and it's run through uh like a filtered it's run through a bunch of audio filters. So it's like literally just him going
0: beep 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 and doing or, the inflection, yeah. If if you prefer to to believe oh and, yes. and not have all like life ruined for you, it's Soulbot.
1: <laughs> it's Soulbot. They're robot explanation
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I got a ball. Do you want to join my team? I'm saying it's Soulbot. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah okay yeah. solba does a very good job i
0: love yes.
1: helper's design too just like oh God, th- yeah. like how like how lanky he is and the fact that he has all of these you know like gadgets built in like later when he goes into like full defense mode when when, you know, when they talk of <laughs> to when, when he when he starts talking about the inevitable war between man and machine like yes just the just the combination of how rickety he is and also just like how implausible his design is because he just does whatever the plot needs him to yeah and the way that is yeah. and- the, the way that his mouth is just a little hinge that flops like you know flops open wildly on the bottom On the bottom of his tin can head,
0: it looks like the can that talks to Chris Maloney in What Hot American Summer. Oh my God, the one voiced by John Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you said you were going to follow your sweaters, and it's okay. I use ass cream. We all do it, you know. Um. So so good. Uh, the henchmen are watching the boys walk down the street to go do this, uh, and you know they're just supposed to observe, but Speedy says, like, we'll definitely get our wings if we can the kids. Mm-hmm.
1: Not understanding how bad of an idea that is, and learning yes. why it's uh, a bad idea right away.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, because he, uh, you know, as soon as this happens, uh, they alert Brock, and Brock gets an alert on his watch, mm-hmm. uh, and runs out of a bordello uh, to go... <laughs> uh kill a bunch of henchmen yeah uh, here uh this is this is great um you know Brock charges he gets all the darts in him he like pushes them out he grabs speedy by the throat and he only goes down when they hit him with a car <laughs> um but he won't like he's like he won't let go of speedy yeah (laughs) he's on there really good so they have to mercy kill speedy like the guy who eventually would become 24 Uh oh that sucked (laughs) So good. that's a good 24 impression i i do a good 21 and 24 but i can't keep it for very long yeah yeah you know it's one of those things i lose it Mm -hmm. you know but every once in a while i got it
1: but yeah it's just a literal death grip on this guy on speedy (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. so much Rips so that, that
1: that even after brock is ostensibly dead they have to bury them together
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he shows up later yep. um so the henchmen bring the kids back to the monarch and he doesn't want this <laughs> he's like you know <laughs> um you know he, he's like oh you like uh you know you got the kids brock samson's gonna be here he's gonna go totally sick house on our asses <laughs> um <laughs> Well, you know, and like as I, they
1: as yeah. they lay out the story, like, hey, where's Speedy? uh The monarchs like they they say, oh yeah, Brock got him, and, <laughs> and the monarch like breaks character. He stops doing his grandiose kind of kind of yeah. voice and uh, is like, oh oh geez, don't say anymore <laughs> Like that's a
0: yeah. Whew, what a poor guy. Uh, and they <laughs> say, you know, we don't have to worry about him going sick house because Brock mm-hmm. is dead, right? And they're he's super excited. Uh, mm-hmm. He calls Doctor Venture on uh, the wrist phone, and gets an answering machine. Yes, uh, message of video answering machine, uh, telling you to have a scientastic day.
1: <laughs> and we learn why, yeah. uh, Rusty, why Doctor Venture is not uh, is is not answering. <laughs> it's not just yep. that he doesn't care about his kids, although that's a part of it. Um, <laughs> we cut to Doctor Venture having one of his uh, one of his womb dreams, uh, where mm-hmm. he is no longer alone in the womb himself. Or, uh, you know, what we think is him. Uh, we see one fetus, like, gnawing on the other fetus's leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, is not how that works.
0: <laughs> yep. uh, and he wakes up in a bathtub full of ice um, with a note telling him his kidney has been stolen. Uh, this is that urban legend. hmm You know, uh, that famous urban legend. Uh, but the very funny twist on this is that <laughs> what happens when you do that to somebody with with uh, one kidney already? Yep. He's <laughs> like, oh, for the you love know, of... Them. No, not again. Yeah, he looks down at his scar... <laughs> He goes, one, two. No, that can't be good. <laughs> this is serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he call. He tries to call uh, Brock. There's this great delivery where he says, don't screen me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah god james james urbaniac is just such a fucking ad ah, he's so good like yeah. between between but like he's not in a bunch of stuff but between this and review like he is one mm-hmm. of my favorite just because like character actors let's
0: say he's phenomenal yeah yeah um helper he calls helper because he can't get a hold of the boys or brock <laughs> mm-hmm. um helper comes up and just seems so traumatized yeah like he seems so scared he's like in the new paint job where he's got flames all over him and stuff he's like. like like a little like a kid like Uh, a baby you know he's uh, also been left alone yeah it's so cute yeah i I love it so much uh but you know dr venture doesn't want to hear it
1: right right you know dr ventures disdain for helper is so good especially when you learn that helper raised him
0: yeah he's (laughs) just a robot to him and it's because dr ventures a fucking sociopath right right um in a lot of ways yeah um yeah it's uh it's really good (laughs) <laughs> uh, he's very sad, so he he rides away on him. um we cut over to the monarch, we camp the boys in uh their cell, and they're like, "Where are we?" you know uh and you're in the belly of the lair of the monarch's hideout
1: oh dean says this like
0: we're in the belly of the lair of the monarchs oh yeah 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 yeah. uh and the monarch is trying to you know scare them and trying to do villain stuff Mm -hmm. and the kids are not having it
1: like they recognize Um, him as that guy who you know like hassles them and like the monarch can't even give a reason like this would be the opportunity for him to explain the slight uh, for, yes. for, for what, for why he goes after him. We, we don't learn that until way late in the series. Why he, why he does this.
0: Well, I don't think that the writers knew at this point I yeah, think that they yeah. were trying, you know, cause they, they talk about season one as if they started as if it was the second season.
1: Yeah. yeah, And there
0: are all these things already kind of established. So you're meant to just take it as faith. Mm-hmm like, you know, that that uh, the monarch hates Dr. Venture, um, will actually get real reasons for all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't think they had, they planned to do no, as more maybe. rich as they are. Yeah. Um, I, I love the kid just being like, I don't think dad thinks, I don't think Pop thinks you're his enemy. You know, <laughs> surely the Venture compound is blue with swears about the monarch. No, I, I thought Baron Underbite. Was his arch
1: enemy uh, <laughs> like, And again, this this relationship between the villains established already by an by an offhand uh, mention. Baron Underbite. We don't see him, you know, until later in the you know a couple episodes at the very least. Like we see him in the uh, opening sequence at this point, but just this offhand mm-hmm. reference to another guy who the monarch classifies as a dime store Doctor Doom, and that's exactly yeah. what he is. Like he he has his own Lavaria
0: outside of Toledo and everything. <laughs> I, l- I love that Doctor Doom exists in the universe. Yeah, and they're not pretending you know um really good uh dr venture went to his lab looked up kidney in an encyclopedia <laughs> under k uh, just to see what it does yeah uh you know and he this is actually kind of good super science mm-hmm. to make helper into a dialysis machine <laughs> um it's so creepy though like as soon i love when he plugs in helper and helper goes mm-hmm. you know like the little pain things and later when he drinks like it's one of my favorite moments yes um <laughs> you know and he walks away there's all these things about him getting you know uh unplugged from it's, his blood cleaning it, it, it so it is
1: a it is a visual gag that they use at least three times in the episode and it endeavors it never ceases to make me laugh because mm-hmm. it is always just a pop sound and then a spray of blood
0: yeah it's, it's very like <laughs> but, scary
1: but like how like you know like this happens because helper's not following him like helper's just staying yeah. in place
0: He has to tell helper to follow him yeah um well, he goes to call the boys uh you know they they don't make a call. he's like hank dave and then helper goes beep he goes dean <laughs> uh i really love uh the monarch goes to uh you know he's very sad that mm-hmm. the dad isn't answering the calls um so he starts kind of comforting the kids yeah. about this like this is you know this is like, uh, very early on we have the emotional core of this Mm-hmm. the show about like shitty fathers
1: yeah yeah you know right well, here in episode one so like the the monarch ostensibly this villain who hates the ventures and everything about them like sees that the kids are being let down and immediately steps in and starts dad being being their dad and the kids are having none of it they even say like oh he's doing the whole creepy uncle routine
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that and yeah uh that's foreshadowing as well yeah <laughs> uh, which we'll learn way way later um Dr. Venture can't track the boys so he tracks Brock. Right. Um and he goes out to the desert where he sees Brock in a grave with a knife sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh you, you know the the lines come out we get our commercial break. When we come back uh the Monarch is in bed with Dr. Girlfriend. <laughs> He's just like really sorry about the the boys. Mm-hmm. Um I love uh Tenderoni. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he calls her Tenderoni. I'm <laughs> using that yeah um, i, I also check like on him. yeah
1: i also like that dr girlfriend is reading memoirs of a geisha which is what somebody yeah. would be reading in 2004 when this came out
0: absolutely <laughs> the the sigh is really relatable like mm-hmm. she sighs when he says you know check and he goes i know that sigh mm-hmm. i'm like that's a really lived in moment yeah you know uh it's like you know they they both agree they didn't want kids she right. thinks that he's trying to You know, and then he starts kind of opening up and she uh, softens to him. Yes. Um, You know, she says, I think you're trying to compensate for the loss of your own parents. Right. Uh, So we get the uh, the first draft of the monarch's origin story.
1: Right. Uh, When you go and look at the interview in the art book, Public and Hammer are very cagey about this being an inaccurate Mm -hmm. uh, uh, recollection. They say like, oh, yeah, he was a he was an eight year old and probably suffered head head trauma in that crash so like Mm -hmm. what he tells here is not what it ends up being i think that they did that because when the book was being put together they they knew what they were going to do with him and his origin so yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah we get this flashback uh (laughs) to him eight years old he's fucking hideous he is just a just a little goblin of a child with those eyebrows already there
0: (laughs) i love i love baby Baby Monarch mm-hmm. uh, is very funny to me. Yes, um, you know his parents died in a plane crash while leaving uh, Newark. Just mm-hmm. at the Pine Barrens, a very short plane crash. <laughs> uh, so he was raised by uh, butterflies, learning their ancient ways, <laughs> uh, the, the secrets of their ancient ways. Yes, uh, uh, he
1: he made himself wings. He uh, he he followed their diet of eating nothing but milkweed, uh, thus mm-hmm. ensuring my toxicity to this day. <laughs>
0: um and uh unfortunately you know one, one morning in the fall he woke up and the butterflies had gone mm-hmm. um it was like losing his parents all over again and dr venture uh or um, dr girlfriend mm-hmm. is like yo honey uh butterfly you know, monarch butterflies only live about nine months yeah they're uh, long, which dead. Is sort of <laughs> long dead uh super sad uh, uh then he goes yo but so i went to new york and claimed my inheritance mm-hmm. um <laughs> you the know, but he learned started got the party started he learned about migration and that's why he's in mexico he wants to find his parents yes uh here yeah Yeah. oh tenderoni (laughs) i didn't i the whole reason i'm here wasn't to get dr venture Mm -hmm.
1: i just i I love that it's a coincidence
0: (laughs) yep uh you know dr venture was here for 426 Mm dollars and uh the monarch (laughs) was here to search for dead butterflies
1: Yep, it was here to misunderstand how butterflies work yeah. Which again I'm um, so happy they abandoned as
0: his thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um going to nighttime where Doc has gotten drunk. Uh, drinking mezcal and s- sobbing over the shrine to Brock samson um i love everything about this i love every time he takes a drink it hurts helper yep. <laughs> and the camera follows the wires uh-huh. the alcohol and then uh when he uh his delivery of these is like you are my angel yeah. <laughs> my guardian angel uh is so charismatic and good yeah uh, it's i it it, 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 talk
1: it, it is it is um very authentic sad guy drunk sad mm-hmm. drunk guy Either way, either yeah, way
0: works. Either way, yeah, <laughs> extremely good.
1: Yeah, but he's yeah. built like this entire shrine again because it is Dia de, de los Muertos, the time when the spirits uh, are closest to our physical world. Um, and you know, he, <laughs> him having you know drinking this mezcal um, is prompt is prompted. He is ready to believe that as Brock erupts from the ground, it is because of his work. It worked. My shrine worked. <laughs> he thinks he mm-hmm. revived his friend the is just so hard to kill yeah like the you first know. thing brock does before even saying anything is to you know neck the rest of the bottle of liquor and mm-hmm. demand to know where the boys are the boys so they hit where me with a boys? truck
0: yeah oh they hit me with a truck um, I love, uh, Hank trying to pick the lock on the cell, mm-hmm. uh, just by taking the belt buckle and kind of waving it in the direction. Yep. <laughs> Using the, the thing. pen from
1: his belt buckle.
0: Yeah. Like as a kid, you might think, you yeah. know, you think you pick locks by just sticking a piece of metal into the lock.
1: Well, if you see lock picking you know? only in comics, you think, okay, yeah. Like just do use it like a key. Course, it's probably
0: it. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed I could always read lips. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, uh, it's really good. He's, you know, he says double damn it," And Dean says, you said the double D word, God, I love that. which I love. God, uh, and dean the monarch such has a gone into i love dean so much uh the monarch has gone into a uh, you know straight up dad mode mm-hmm. is bringing them cookies, the cookies uh, they're like little him.
1: butterflies
0: it's really cute uh you know he thinks they're just roughhousing but they're trying to wrestle him yeah
1: yeah again it's established that they are super weak uh because yep. they've never had to protect themselves <laughs> but uh as they're dealing with that brock and uh dr venture they're flying uh, to where the, the uh, cocoon is, you know they had gotten the coordinates mm-hmm. uh, from the message that was left. Like a hundred messages. To yeah, he's really explicit. Yeah. Be he was really
0: explicit. yeah, around really explicit his messages. Yep. Um, a chupacabra jumps out of the the, the car. <laughs> And attacks Doc, and there's this great uh, Brock kills it with one hit, and goes, "Quit screwing around!" Yeah. <laughs> and, like, set it's, it's screwing around!" Like, yeah, yeah, attacked by a blood sucking chupacabra. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I also love the li- like, the, like this was an establishing line for the series for me, where like, you know, Doctor Venture had just spent time proving that chupacabras don't exist, and Brock just says, "Oh yeah, those things are everywhere down here."
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the uh, street smarts versus yeah, you know, book smarts kind of dichotomy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it yeah um and he's just like get it you know, how long can you live without being <laughs> attached to that thing and dr french would be like oh probably about two hours but it wouldn't be Ugh. and then, <laughs> he pulls out the-
1: he yanks him off the lines again
0: yeah <laughs> and uh they they get in the car all this this action scene is so good mm-hmm uh, I love it. Like him, you know, falling out of the back of the car in the Dodge Charger doing the parachute, you know, Doc being relieved and then cutting the parachute so they get enough speed to just crash. <laughs>
1: to crash through the roof good of them, the cocoon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, like the, this has caused a whole big, uh, you know, just a, just, just a whole big chaos. Right. Uh, the monarch and Dr. Girlfriend, they go to escape in the smaller cocoon, which is just a little escape pod that forms around their bed. Uh mm-hmm. so so they get away and they don't get to see Brock using his charger, doing donuts around the command room, smearing all of the
0: henchmen across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also they he uh he puts on his uh his wipers first. Yep. Like I remember the wiper thing, but mm-hmm. I love that he uh He preps know, for speci- it. He's yeah, <laughs> he preps for it, he knows what this is. That's I like, think a great little touch. It's
1: called situational awareness. Me. That's tactics scary. Yeah
0: yeah get used to it honey Uh, get used to it fatty um i yeah i I love it so much uh and just him going through and he's like you get the boys and Mm -hmm. he's you know they hit me with a car and he's just slaughtering henchmen yes you know wholesale coating his car with blood to really good music Mm -hmm. Uh, you know just like a great little soundtrack
1: yes scene um and then it cuts away from that like we assume that helper just picks them up in the (laughs) x1 uh mm-hmm. you know that they, they, they have scooped up the uh the dodge charger somehow got the, the
0: uh the escape cocoon and they do the call back to his uh his new beat making la cucaracha <laughs> it's so good uh yeah i forgot yeah. about that yeah yeah they do the little call back to that and they did, mm-hmm. it, did it before and it's really good his custom horn they installed <laughs>
1: um yeah but they're in the x1 and they're doing the whole uh you know the family's back together what do we learn everybody kind of moment um and you know to get a kidney they need somebody with a you know they, they need a, somebody with a match who has a, a match to give the you know to donate and dr venture makes the kids play rock paper scissor to determine who will well, give he up he the does them
0: He says, now who gets to do it? And Hank goes, rock, rock, paper, scissors. But he Mm -hmm. he says scissors, paper, rock. Uh, He says it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, rock, scissors, paper. Mm -hmm. I know, rock, scissors, paper. Because they they just want to do it because it's an adventure. (laughs) Yeah, because it's a fun Um, thing to do. And and I love, uh, you know, at the end, it's like uh, they wake up after the credits um, Mm -hmm. feeling like garbage. He's like, oh, man, I picked rock. Mm -hmm. And team goes, I did too. And Dr. Venture goes, I picked two beautiful kidneys and I feel freaking amazing. (laughs) Uh, It is such a Doc Venture thing to do. Yeah, he harvested for both of his kids. (laughs) It's really
1: good. I wonder if at this point he, you know, like they, they knew that the kids were clones. It, like they have mm. not start. They have not started laying track for that just yet.
0: So, oh, I yeah, I I feel like they they definitely knew. Okay. Uh, yeah. the the creators one hundred percent knew that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so at this point, like that is just psychological psycho- psychological horror because Doctor Venture could just like make you know just harvest a kidney from one of the clones in the farm, but he makes the kids mm-hmm. battle it out
0: <laughs> to determine who yeah. gives it.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know.
0: Incredibly good. Yes yeah uh, and that's the episode hmm
1: good helper episode uh,
0: extremely good helper episode uh just a good episode in general mm-hmm
1: yeah. yep uh, I like the uh the, the the monarch's backstory um and starting off right away with a really good kind of like look at their relationship just like the fact that the first conversation that, that they have is like oh we agreed we did we didn't want kids yeah you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know, again sho- showing that the monarch is more than just the screaming madman you know who's giving like big speeches like he does that he gets fulfillment out of it but there is a you know a backstage to this as well
0: yeah yeah just beautiful stuff Mm -hmm. um i love it i am looking forward to continuing the season yeah um ebb and note um we will have a couple of guests on the season we're not doing Mm -hmm. a full guest structure i know we mentioned this before um, but we're in the process of lining those out or lining those up so two or three times Mm -hmm. per season we'll have guests just for fun episodes that are people we like want to guest on yeah
1: so. so, look forward to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, thank you to everybody who has gone and uh, left ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts. You know, as we said last episode, that is a huge way to help us. Um, I have not checked in the past couple of days. Um, But we had a good little influx here um, since we published the first episode. And uh, we might actually be on the new and noteworthy uh, at this point. But in addition to that, uh, word of mouth is the best way. So if you uh, can help spread the word of the show, that is how we've grown every other show that we've done.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's really important. Yes. So we appreciate your support. Um, Thank you again for listening mm-hmm. um if you want to hear the rest of our shows or get this a week early go to patreon.com slash tv mm-hmm. um if you like this i think you'll like our other shows Check out. uh and until next time go team venture go team venture